Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I am um, excited to talk to you about something, getting back to my original theory about why I wrote the whole book anyway, is what's the minimalistic approach to fix any problem? <laughs> my husband often laughs at me because I'm always trying to make things simple and minimal, but I think the truth is it's uh, not as hard as one might think. There's the basics in life but we keep reminding ourselves that those were in good shape. So what I want to talk about today is Recognizing that if you are aware of the right angle of the dangle, meaning if you're aware of what right positions you should be holding your body in when you're sitting, not just your back, but your neck and your shoulders and your knees and that type of thing. If you're actually aware of the way you were bioengineered so that you know, oh, wow, if I... If I do it this way, I'm actually going to have less wear and tear. I'm going to have less disc degeneration. I'm going to have less muscle reactivity. I'm going to have less muscle spasms, tightness, trigger points, headaches, and all the rest. And I won't be that person that wondered when I got to be 65, how in the world I was so bent over. These things, these asymmetries, these postural challenges that happen to us as we age don't happen overnight happen very slowly. So I'm going to be sharing just a couple examples of how changing a small angle in how you are relating your body to the world can make such a big difference as it relates to how you show up at your 55th high school reunion. You know, <laughs> like what happened? Here's my, here's my yearbook picture and geez, that didn't happen overnight, but why didn't somebody mention to me that I was starting to look like that? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? But we don't. We talk about people's faulty postures, but we don't often talk to them, except maybe if you're a mother screaming at your teenager who then leaves the house and you've lost all control. Um, and this is particularly challenging today with all of our crazy positions with our head down, constantly trying to deal with social media. So let me um, let me talk first about the whole sitting concept. And I know this is so boring, but if you understand a couple critical things, which often are not discussed, it won't be so boring. And you can check yourself like, am I, am I, am I doing this right? So the beautiful thing about sitting is 
uh, <laughs> it really isn't, we're not designed to do it at all. We're, we're designed to, to squat. A lot of countries that squat and don't have chairs do extremely well in terms of mitigating back pain. But you and I are always looking for a comfortable place to, to sit ourselves and all the chairs and the car seats and the bicycle seats, everything has a sitting. So if we're going to do that sitting, we might as well use biomechanically the parts of our body we're supposed to. So if you look at your pelvis and you um, grab the very part of your bum, so not the fleshy part, but like if you were to go below your pant pocket, let's say you're sitting right now and you put your hand on your pack pocket and now you just kind of slide down even farther and your fingers are kind of looking for a, a bone, right? When you finally get to that bone on either side, both left and right, you realize that um, it changes. If you, if, you like, if you slouch a little bit, you'll feel that bone rotate forward. If you then try to lean your chest forward and, and, and move towards the um, front of your body, you'll see that it slides away from your finger backwards. But if you're right on top of it, right, right on top of it, that's the position that your pelvis really can handle sitting. And we call that your sits bones, S-I-T-S, because we should be sitting on them. But in fact, those are called the ischial tuberosities. It's the biggest part of the lower part of the pelvis where a lot of the hamstrings and the adductors and um, intrinsic pelvic muscles attach. And so we wanna be sitting on the sits bones because for one thing, if you, do, if you do do that, you're going to be more erect than otherwise. So let's say you're gonna slouch right now. So just go ahead and slouch and force your back into the chair and you'll notice your shoulders cruise forward, your head cruises forward. And within two or three minutes, you're gonna feel a little bit tired. <laughs> To build your energy back up, you're going to bring your shoulders back and your head back and oh, boom, you're back on your ischial tuberosities or your sits bones. Now, if your chair doesn't afford you an easy way to do that, as in if you can't sit all the way back in your chair, take a second to do that now sitting all the way back in the chair, a good chair will allow you to kind of lean back and be comfortable and still stay on top of your sits bone. And a good chair in a seat in your car will do the same thing. Now, if you happen to be a short person, uh, under five, five, let's say, you might wanna go pick up a lumbar support cushion, uh, excuse me, um, uh, a chair support for the car where you actually, it lifts you up a little bit because sometimes um, you're so far down in, in the car that you can't see up over the steering wheel properly, and that's going to stretch your body out. So if you're shorter, you, you might consider getting a, um, a pillow that is specifically designed for car seats, and you can Google that thing for a cushion. And so let's get back to a regular chair. If you can stay on that sits bone and lean back in your chair, you've got it made. If you cannot sit back in your chair far enough without slouching, the better thing for you to do is to actually move your chair away from your desk and perch on the edge of your chair. So you're really just, you know, that position where you think, hey, I'm gonna get up any second to go get a cup of coffee, but you don't, you know, that perching position where you are not using the back support, but you're on your sits bones so nicely and you've got this nice little curve in your lower back 
and you're sitting upright and your hands are forward on the work surface and you're pretty comfortable and you can be comfortable for a long period of time. So that's, that's how important it is to be on or off that sits bone. And you can modulate that again by just putting your fingers underneath the large ischial tuberosities and, and notice when you slouch, how it moves forward. And when you lean way forward, how it moves back. And just that perfect little angle is where you want to hang out. Really, really important. Um, so in terms of your, your head, in, in my book, as you guys know, if you've read it, I talk about that gravitational footprint. And uh, let me just remind you of that definition. Your gravitational footprint is that distance. If you were to draw a line vertically to the ground and uh, let's say you have a five foot yardstick. Well, that wouldn't be a yardstick anymore, but you know, let's say six foot yardstick in front of you. And you would bring it to the front of your body until it hit the front of your skull, okay? But it's it's vertical to the earth. And then you would have somebody do pretty similar uh, yardstick on your back at the, and it would, it would be again vertical to the earth. And so where it would stop would be that apex of your kyphosis, the apex of your mid back, that curve in your mid back. And then you, you let your eyes go upward to the top of those two yardsticks and measure the distance and say it's six inches or it's 12 inches or it's 18 inches. Let me just say this, you don't want a big gravitational footprint. You want, you really want about the amount of the distance from the front of your head to the back of your head and maybe an inch or two to be a gravitational footprint. Because if it's bigger than, than that, that means your head is way too far forward of your shoulders. And uh, your head on the average weighs 16 pounds. And if you take a look at the physics and the amount of weight that actually it causes or the stress it causes from a muscular perspective on your neck muscles to hold that big bowling ball up, it's bad. And your neck muscles in the back have to work a lot harder so that bowling ball doesn't fall forward onto your chest and you get fatigued and you get sore and you lose your normal curve in your neck and you increase this um, kyphosis in your thoracic spine. And so when you're viewed from the sides, like, oh, that person looks nice, but gosh, their posture is horrible. Their head is so far forward and their, their mid back is a little bit humped and slumped. Maybe the back of their shirt's lifted up compared to the front of their shirt. You know, we, we notice these things about people all day, all night, but we never really articulate the fact that with a person that looks that, that slouched, we generally instinctively have an intuitive sense that they might not be as bright or as capable of hearing or as capable of digesting questions. We kind of have a sense that the person next to them who's more erect might be a little brighter, might be more capable of hearing, might have a better sense of their environment and be able to answer a question you might have if you saw two people on the street, one slouched and one not. I mentioned this a few times because I think it's so, so important. So there's some cool things that you can do to get that head, your ears, over your shoulders. To have a friend take a picture of you from the side and look like, oh my God, my head is so far forward. I've got a double chin. <laughs> you know, try to minimize, minimize your concern about what you might look like from the side because the truth is most of us really never see ourselves from the side. We don't really know our true profile. We kind of get a little bleak angle when we're walking past a, a large city um, window in, in a um, 
in a shopping area, you kind of get a sense of it, but not in true. You don't really get to see your side view very well. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? Well, first of all, I want you to remember when that head is that far forward, your suboccipital, meaning underneath the occiput, meaning the bottom of the skull, those suboccipital muscles can get super tight and they can create trigger points that refer pain, headaches into the top of the head, uh, above the eyebrow and towards the, um, the base of the neck, depending upon if it's the trapezius or the suboccipitals, the point being, you can change the quality of your own headache by getting your head back over your, your shoulder. So a couple of cool thoughts around this. I, I don't see this much as of a trend right now, but I am seeing it a little bit more. Are there these glasses you can buy online for 10 bucks and they're called lazy glasses or prism glasses. And they fit over, if you are a prescription glassware, they fit over your glasses and it allows you to look straight ahead, but read down by your waist as if you're reading a text. So you could text and read text with your head straight forward. It looks kind of weird to see people do it, but their head is not forward and their neck muscles are so relaxed. I'm seeing this more in airplanes and things like that, where people spend so much time looking at a screen, whether they're watching a movie or whatnot. You could also use the same pair of glasses uh, laying down in bed. Instead of your head propped up, causing stress on the neck, you could be having a nice supportive little neck pillow under your neck, and you could be having your glasses on and reading a book on your, on your tummy. So that would reduce a lot of trips to the chiropractor, let me tell you, because a lot of folks are just reading with their heads supported and it's tough after fashion, particularly if you fall asleep that way. So that's something you can look at. And again, if you Google um, cool, uh, or you Google lazy glasses or prism glasses, glasses for reading in bed, something like that, you'll find something that looks analogous. So you may be the first cool person to have that in your neighborhood, but man, Shevitz, does that help um, for folks who are texting incessantly or answering emails on their phone in that regard. The other thing you can do, and I've mentioned this in, in past podcasts, is the importance of having like a postural brace where you just slip on, it looks like a little tiny coat made of straps, but it just pulls your shoulders back and gives your brain that, oh yeah, I remember, I remember. I remember how my shoulders are supposed to come back and my chest is supposed to come forward. And the key again there is not to wear that for three or four hours. The key is to wear it for like 15 minutes and then loosen it up and let your body remember, oh yeah. And you can start to change your, your motor pattern around that. So it's not about a, like a like uh, training wheels, it's not there to support you 100%. It's there to put you in the position, have your brain remember, okay, boom, I got it. Um, then you can loosen it up and, and you might do that up, upwards of two weeks, you might wear a posture brace where you can loosen it up readily and you don't even know it's on, except somebody seeing you might, might know it's on, but at this point, who cares if you're trying to get your body better, who cares what you look like um, and or it's none of your business what people think about you. <laughs> but if they see that you're in fact trying to live a life pain-free, they might ask you, hey, what's that? How do you get that? Does it help you? That type of thing. So that's, that's really important. The other thing you can do if um, you don't have some of those prism glasses is when you're reading, you can actually take a big pillow or two pillows and prop your book 
up or your your iPad up so that when you're reading, you're not holding that up with your arms out in front of you, but in fact, you're you're able to look down a little bit with your neck, which is which is good, um, but not a whole lot. So that'll reduce neck pain and plus allow your head posture to stay more analogous. You know, it's really interesting too is that when you're a kid, um, you actually children will you'll notice that children are actually able to look downward without moving their head downward they actually have a better visual distancing with their eyes gazing down without their head coming down and we as adults kind of get kind of get lazy like that we'd move our whole head when in fact we could actually move our eyes down but we haven't practice that and, and our eyes get fatigued so that's another thing you can think about is you know set a timer for five minutes and and try to read your book with your you know your eyes visually downward more just like retraining everything in the body can largely be retrained so my point here is that every little tiny change matters find your sits bones sit on them Use your chair to allow you to stay sitting on them. And if it doesn't help you, perch forward, but stay on your sits bone. And then really be thinking about that position of your head when you're reading and when you're looking about and take the pressure off the neck muscles and reduce your tension headaches by maybe wearing the posture support brace or thinking about leading with your heart, which automatically moves your shoulders back or be that cool kid on the block that buys those prison classes for 10, 11 bucks and see how that works. All right, y'all, um, keep up the good work. I know your intention is to spend as little time as possible to feel as great as possible. And I, I think these, these pieces today are huge. All right, have a marvelous day and I'll look forward to next week. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.